You're now listening. Yo, tap in radio. With one tap, you're in. Only on tap in radio. Happy Wednesday. On Wednesdays, you wear pink. And I just want to say, you know, I got mad pink on today. Pink is my favorite color. I got a pink hat, a pink sweatshirt, pink sweatpants, you know, you know. And it was Mean Girls Day, October 3rd. So, yeah, great movie. 10 out of 10, recommend. But um, I just played two songs from Pat Chanel. We're going to be chatting with her at 8.30, so shout out to her. I'm really excited to be interviewing her. But, you know, we got to do our media topics. Of course, of course. So, first thing is first. Cardi B has said that, you know, she's actually not going to be leaving Offset. Now, Told you. All right. Well, told, let me, oh, let wait, me wait, give wait, everybody wait, the facts. Told you. Told you. Told you. <laughs> so, told over the weekend, it was Cardi B's birthday. Um, She did have a birthday party. Like, mad people went. It looked like a nice party. It was and in Vegas. Was late. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Offset gave her a, Ro- a Rolls Royce a Birkin bag and even a billboard. And she was basically like, you know, on Instagram live with her fans. And she was like, you know, I was just starting to miss him. Like, it's hard not to talk to your best friend. And it's really hard to have no dick. (laughs) And then she was like, what do you want me to do? Like, he gave me all that stuff for my birthday and I'm supposed to snub him. And she was just like, I can't lie. Like, I really do like material things. Now... Listen, people, she said she don't cook, she don't clean, but I'm going to show you how to get this ring. I mean, (laughs) listen, I I guess all of that will outweigh the cheating. It's not always just about the cheating. It wasn't wasn't even about the cheating this time. It was about the fighting, like like the argument. Yeah, I mean. Like, we, 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 come on. Can we at least take that out of the, out of the equation? Like, this time it wasn't about cheating. Okay, so it he, was about so, the arguing. So, so he's kind of doing something right. Kind of. Not 100%. Could you, I just, could you imagine being married and your partner is just cheats though? Why you, why you so stuck on it? Because cheating? I don't think I would be able to get over it. No. I, I personally don't, can't even get over that in a regular relationship. But what I'm saying is real quick. We're not, we're not going to stay on the lawn. What I'm saying is, all right, shit happens, everybody cheat, boom, 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 don't, because I know you're like, I don't cheat, relax. Because you know I saying? don't. Things that's happen. That's on period. But, <laughs> but it's just at the end of the day, like, that's her best friend. Like, it's crazy. She could have been with anybody in the industry. She could have been with anybody outside. Yeah. But it's like, there's, there's some type of connection there that she, yo, think about it. She, she was the one that said, like, yo, we're not having a, a baby unless we get married. Mm. So like, you think he never really wanted to get married? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying it's like for her to be this wild chick and, and, and saying certain things and people like, that's right, girl. Mm-hmm. She's actually like, no, I do everything traditional, like the right way. Like so they I mean, get- but you know who also said that? Um, young Miami from the City Girls. Um, she we know that she is well, she was in a relationship with um her baby father. And she said in one of her interviews that like People, when they meet her and JT for the first time, they're like, oh, even though y'all rap about, like, all that reckless stuff, like, exactly. y'all are very, you know, traditional, I would say, is the word. But you got to remember, this is the entertainment business. They could rap all they want. They could this and this, that. Come on. Yeah, I know. People, you know, people are different in and it's real like, life, it's like for lack of a better word. Guess what? For a man like him... And the level that he's in, and the, and the status of, in, the, in the industry that he got, come on, this man really went to the show, crying on stage like, "Yo, I want you back." This and that. Yeah, come on, yeah, now yeah. keep it real. <laughs> what other celebrity you know that did that? Birdman really don't count. Birdman yeah. really don't count. But I'm talking. I like, mean, but here's my thing: if you do public humiliation, I'm gonna need a public apology. Yeah, come on. that's just better than that. But then you never know. She. They also but you know type, what? They also the type of couple like we ain't gotta explain ourselves to everybody. Yes, and like you know, you know that is true. At the end of the day, they don't. Um, but as long as everyone's happy, shout out to Cardi, shout out to Offset. They're back together. Let's. They hope. never was broken up. She just said she filed the papers. They they never said they broke up. Yeah, they probably was. And I plus, mean, they just bought that big ass house in Atlanta. She ain't going nowhere. What That's that a- mean? She could buy her own house. My nigga, I'm not saying. <laughs> You keep 
taking things as of this and this that. I'm I, I guess I'm that. playing what what they say, devil's advocate. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying that. What I'm saying more is like, it's like, nigga, I just bought this big ass house. We don't know who poured it. We don't know if she paid most of the money. Or we don't know. Listen. I know one thing: a big ass house. And they they didn't even finish unpacking yet. I just watched a live one of their live <laughs> videos. They was like, "Yo, we still didn't finish unpacking." Well, that is beautiful, and I'm happy for them. Black love. But... Everybody talk about name a, 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 a industry couple that stays together, and they had never picked Cardi in a minute. Now look at them back <laughs> together. Shout out to Cardi and Offset. Happy Man, belated. And our next topic, actually, it seems that um, Regine and YFN and Lucci are back together because... But these motherfuckers keep getting back together. <laughs> Those are the ones that need to just stop dealing with each other. Because apparently what happened was they both... Okay, Regine had posted like food from a private chef, right? And tagged the private chef. And then the private chef, the chef... And then the private chef had posted a picture with YFN. So people are like, oh, putting two, two and two together to be like, oh, they were together. But here's my thing. This was on the shade room. And I just feel like everybody just need to mind their business. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's none of our business. Leave them alone. But she did say she wasn't going to get back with another rapper and she wasn't going to date someone else that ha- has kids. Also, I feel like their age difference is very weird, but that I'm not going to get into that. But, yeah, but I don't know, people. And my friend is on my live like you in her business. We're not in the business. First of all, this is our job. Second of all. Literally. Second of all, like you said, like you said, we're not going to get in about the age thing, but she has a lot to still go for in life. And it's like to keep going back to him. I mean, it's just weird. Like that, that whole relationship is just weird. Because one minute they're together, one minute they're not together. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, I feel like the on and off thing—that's um—that's popular. It is, but have you ever been in an on and off relationship? Um, I don't want to say relationship. It was weird because we we did we never put a title to it, but it definitely was an off and on. It definitely okay. was. I, I I would admit I've been in it, and I ain't gonna front. You know how you say three strikes you out. Uh, Mars was like the fourth one. I was just like I was like, yo, we this ain't working. And I ain't gonna front. I think the last time we we whatever it was, we actually tried to put a title to it and make it mm-hmm. something. And I guess by that time we both was just like, ah, let's go our separate ways. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think it's toxic? Hundred percent. Now, <laughs> in the beginning, you know, like like in the first year, y'all break up or whatever because y'all still getting to know each other. And if each partner like put up a fight to make it like, I right, you get, you, I, I look at that as a pass. Not like it's okay to do, but what I'm saying more so as like, a, yo, we still got time to grow as as one together. So the first like is over like, nigga, and then you come back in that person's life. It's like, all right, don't mess up again. Anything after that, yeah, it's toxic. It's definitely 100%. Oh, okay. I mean... How you feel about that? On and off? Yeah. Uh, or like similar to what I said. Like the first year, you still trying to get to know each other. It's dope. But when the second time you get back together, it's like, all right, niggas, don't mess up again. I feel like that. Um, I don't know. Because I like write people off so like easily. Hold That's up, so Tom, bad. Did y'all hear what she said? I write people... What do you think? They're like a, a tax write-off? You just write them off? No, you can literally ask my friends. Like, I'll literally text them, like, oh, my gosh, I like this dude. Like, he da-da-da-da-da. And then, like, he do something. And I'm just like, damn, like, mm, I'm over it. Bye. That's not good. I'm probably going to be... I mean, I, I'm. I, that's probably why I'm single. But, like, also, I'm young. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's like... uh, I'm, like, I'm trying to be more open and, like, give people more chances. And I respect that. See, at least you... At least you as a person... I'm aware... Saying that you're trying, right? I know somebody who's not even trying, and it's just <laughs> they're just stuck in their fucking ways, and it's just like, all right. But then when the shit really happened to them, oh my god, yo, I would never thought that would happen to me. exactly because, like, yo, but you I really- do have some things where I'm not like, if we're in a relationship and you cheat on me and I'm done, like, I break up with you, that's it, I'm not going back. Also, like, when I stop talking to someone or like dating someone. They literally always try to talk to me again, and 
I don't be with it. But let me ask you a question. Is it just because you don't believe in second chances or is it just But that's not, not true. I just feel like like this one dude, the way we stopped talking, it was because of him. Like he literally <laughs> told me like one day randomly, I didn't do anything. And I'm not even trying to be like play this innocent role. Like literally we were kicking it. It was cool, fine. Right. One day I like I wake up, I'm blocked from viewing his story. Okay, that's mad weird. So, of course, I asked him about it. Because me, I'm not one of those like, oh, I'm going to have an attitude. And then you're going to hit me like, what's wrong? And I'm going to be like, nothing. No, if I see something that I want to know information about and we're dating or getting to know each other, whatever the case may be, I'm going to ask. That was weird. Also, prior to this, me being blocked from viewing his story, he was like, oh, I want to like make things more serious with us. Like I want to date exclusively and make sure you're not talking to nobody else. Okay, fine. But you also had me, you blocked me from your story now. So it's getting weird. So I asked him and he was like, to be honest, I just think we shouldn't talk anymore. Me being me. I said, okay. Cause one thing about me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chase a dude. Like it's either you like me and you want to like fuck with me or you don't. So I was like, okay, cool. To this day, like, Every once in a while, he still be trying to, like, talk back to me again. The other day, he was like, oh, if we could, like, meet up and have a conversation. About what? What are we talking about? You're done. And that's just that on that. Yo, but people grow. Bro, no. It's not looking like he he's growing. All right, so, so that, you could say that, but, like, I don't know, man. Sometimes, like, like yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to front. I have, like... Two or three that like, yeah, it's done. It's over. I'm not going back. But at the same time, it's just like sometimes some people you got to like, I'll be honest. I ran back into somebody I used to back in the day. And um, it was actually more her. Like like you said, like your similar your situation. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so much we don't want to date no more. She was just, she just started like, she backed away. And the next thing you know, I'm like, yo, what the fuck happened to you? Like, you just <laughs> disappeared. And then you just popped back up. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Also, no, but like she like literally disappeared. I'm like, and then now you think you're gonna talk to Kristen when you want to talk to Kristen? Nah, but she um, "Mm, I never forget it. I never forget it. We sat down at uh, at TJF Friday. She actually took me out. That's the funny part. I would do that. She was here. Here's another thing. Dudes be on like online and be like, oh. I just feel as though girls don't, girls don't take a sound. Girls don't show that they like us. And that's not true. Cause I feel like the minute I start liking a dude, I will like, I will do cute stuff. But like, she said, I would do cute stuff. Like I'll take you out. I don't care. Like, come on. Where you want to go? We could go to dinner. Nah, it's on me. But like I told her, girl. Cause I was, when you I, fucking with me, I, I told her, fine. I told her, I was just like, I was like, yo, I would love this, but it's not going to work. It's not going to work, baby. We got one minute until Pat Chanel is in the building. It's funny because, like, I am not musically talented at all, but I am always just singing and rap, fake rapping. and Listen, all that's this. winning right now. Huh? I keep telling you, a fake rapper is winning right now. It is, unfortunately. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Yo, she's grooving today. She's happy. Yeah, I am happy. I live a blessed life. How was your day? Say? Um, my day was good. I had <laughs> never three, get the chance to really ask you that. I had three classes. Um, I had like two meetings. Um, I did some homework. And Yo, school you. is ghetto. Ghetto. Pat is now in the building, so I'm about to add her. And I'm so excited. Hello. How are you? First of all, I just want to say it's the hair for me. Like, super cute. Love your hair. Thank you, Sarah. I was enjoying the conversation before I got on the live. I was like, oh, she's funny. Oh, thank you. I love that. So, um, for those of y'all who are just joining in, this is the Black Talk Radio interview with Pat Chanel. So first things first, I want to know like where are you from and what made you start getting into music? Um, I'm from a small town, Millersville, Georgia. Um, I started rapping seriously like three years ago, I would say, two years and a half ago. Um, I've always been in love with music when I was younger. When I was like six years old, I used to have a diary and I would just write down little raps to different like folk tales that was, you know, 
the wheels on the wrist go round and round. I would put my little own spin to it and shit. So I was like always, I've always fell in love with music. So the fact that I really feel like the music, the rap industry, it chose me because it was something that I really just enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's dope. Um, so it's funny because like how I, I actually been following you for a minute. Um, I want to say like I found you when you did the good form challenge and it went viral. <laughs> so I just kind of want to talk a little bit about like what made you do that challenge and, you know, things of that nature. Right. Well, I always love Nicki. Nicki Minaj is one of the main reasons that I started to like really put my foot inside the music thing. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that she was doing a good form challenge, I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. So when I saw the opportunity, I was like, you know, I gotta jump on it. Nicki Minaj is one of my biggest inspirations. So yeah, for I sure. was like, why not? She got the chance to see it. So maybe we might make some magic after this. <laughs> right, right, right. Now nah, that was a dope challenge for sure. So now I want to go into your project, um, Pretty and Paid. Talk to us about that. Like, what was it, you know, what was your creative process like behind that and inspiration? Because it really is a dope project. Thank you so much. Um, That was my first project that I dropped, my first mixtape. Um, Mm -hmm. I had dropped the definition of PAP um, a year ago, like a year ago. And um, I felt like Pretty and Paid, I felt like it was going to be that project that a lot of people were going to wake up on me about. Like, I was like, I got to bring it. I got to show people that I can be versatile. I can put seven songs on a project and none of them sound alike. Um, a lot of people have been anticipating the project. So I was like, I got to bring it. I got to show these people I don't play no games. I got to show them that I'm really going to do this. Because before I dropped Pretty and Paid, I was still doing freestyles and mm-hmm. stuff. I really wasn't showing people that it was something that I was really like taking serious because I really wasn't consistent. I'm going to just be honest. So I really wanted to get everything together and show people that Pretty Mad is here. I see my past shit. Y'all better not play with me at all. Yes. That was the main objective. I want to talk about, um, you know, your name and like Pretty and Paid and how that came about. Because I think it is definitely like an interesting take. So if you you so much, how that came forth. Um, I was in middle school. I always saw that dudes, I feel like not even just the music industry, dudes dominate everything. I'm going to just be real. Mm-hmm. That's how I really feel. So I was like, when I was in middle school, I was like, dudes, they have all these groups, gangs, whatever you want to call it, cliques or whatever. Right. They got all this going on. I feel like us females, we need to have something going that represents us. So I went to school the next day after I thought about it before I went to sleep. I walked inside the classroom. I was like, what's up, y'all? I got this group called Pretty Pay. If you want to be a part of it, it's time right here. <laughs> and ever since then, it's just something that stuck with me. And it was actually supposed to be P.A.P. Chanel at first, but I came up here to Atlanta, and people turned it to P.A.P. So I was like, you know what? I like that. So, okay, P.A.P. Chanel. Okay. So you just mentioned you came to Atlanta. So when did you move to Atlanta, and like, how has it been for you since... I would say I've been in Atlanta for four months now. Um, okay. It's a whole other different vibe. You know they say Atlanta is the black Hollywood. So it's a whole other vibe up here, especially me coming from a small town. I had different resources coming from a small town. So the fact that I'm up here in Atlanta now, I can get stuff done in a snap of a finger now. I don't have to freaking get everything shipped. I can go to the studio and ain't no telling who the hell's going to walk in at this point. Right. So right. It's, just, it's just, it gives me a lot of drive to go harder now that I'm in Atlanta because everything is at my reach now. Um, I would say Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta got its all a swag, you know, everybody up here hustling, everybody up getting their coins. So it's, it's a good environment to be around. It makes you go out here and get it because everybody's doing something. Somebody's doing right. something. Everybody's doing something in Atlanta. Right. Were you like nervous about moving there at first or not really? I wasn't nervous because um, before I actually moved to Atlanta, I would come and like have studio sessions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I moved, I, it was just, okay, I'm staying put now. Mm-hmm. The main thing I would just say that I was kind of iffy about, it was just mingling because, you know, everybody that I'm friends with is really from my hometown. So I was like, I have to remingle <laughs> a little bit because I'm up here now. Like, who want to go get some lunch at two o'clock? Shoot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> 
Yeah, Atlanta is a cool place. I actually only been to Atlanta like once when I was in high school, but I actually want to go back now, now that I'm older, because, I mean, Atlanta is open. I just, listen, every every time I talk about Atlanta, Atlanta, you, like, the people that live in Atlanta don't know what COVID is, because... They don't. (laughs) I just, wow, like, Atlanta is really a different place compared to everybody else during this pandemic. Right, it is. Atlanta is... Oh my god, you! I'm not gonna lie, I've been out. I ain't caught nothing. I'm kind of thinking like it's Corona for real. Is that for real? Yeah, I don't know. And then Trump was talking about how he allegedly had it. It's weird. It's really getting weird. Let's be real. Donald Trump beat the freaking coronavirus in three days. <laughs> Come right. on, dude. Man, Donald I don't Trump know. is 74 and overweight. Yeah, it's weird for real. I just want to say for anybody in the live, if y'all have questions for Pat, um, you could put them in the question box because like sometimes I like to go through those as well. So feel free to ask y'all questions. But moving on, my next question for you is what is it like being in the studio with you? So like, you know, I know some artists, they're like, oh, when I'm in the studio, like I got to have liquor, I got to have weed, I got to have the homies. So what is it like for you? Um, since the fact that I've been rapping since I was, well, playing around with rhymes and stuff since I've been like 16 years old, mm-hmm. I really don't need too much. I just need to like it. <laughs> like right now, what I've been doing is I've been trying to expand my vocabulary so I can make different types of music and like specialize in different genres and stuff. So what I do now is like when I go in there, I get my phone out and I just look up different words and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's nice every now and then to have a little drink or two, you know, puff my pads. That's cool. But honestly, I really don't need nothing. I'm really trying to um, get better at freestyling. I've been freestyling for six months now. Yeah. Ever since, yeah. This year I really started just going straight off the bone oh, every time okay. I go inside the booth. So, I'm trying to perfect my craft right now. I don't I don't want no type of weed or drink or anything. Mm-hmm. I want my talent to be pure. I don't need no help for nothing. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, I think that's I really don't need nothing but a blanket. It'd be cold in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, now I'm going to do some questions from our question box. Um, this first one do you rap from your experience or do you use it as a form of therapy? I would say both. I would say both because I think it's more relatable if I do my experiences and also if I go based off of what I know other people are experienced by. Because mm-hmm. I know I have different types of fans, different genders, different walks of life. So Right, right. Like Tupac, you know, Tupac can rap about anything. Tupac can put his his lyrics in a form of a female mind. So mm-hmm. I would say both. Okay, yeah. You know, I think that's I think that's good and that's definitely how you can keep your fans like engaged. So this next question, what's the biggest struggle you have with music so far? I actually like this one. Um right, me too. I would just say being a female period because it's dominated mm-hmm. by males. Um being a female, you have to have more than just bars. You have to right. have the personality. You have to have the look. And you know, some niggas out here, they they like to uh, they like to hold nah. They want the titties, the ass. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest struggle, just being a female. Honestly, I love being a female. I feel like the struggles just make me go harder. Honestly, I look at it as a um, I look at it as a thing that helps me to like stand out because people right. always expect certain things from female artists. You know what I'm saying? So my main objective is to make sure I stand out and not to be like other female artists because it's our, like, I feel like a tone has already been set. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like dudes want to see, I know, you you know what these dudes out here want to see. Right. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, repave a way for different female artists because times have changed. It was back in the day, like Aaliyah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Right. So, I want to like, I want to like boost different females' confidence and stuff. I'm not gonna let it change me. I'm not gonna let the industry change me or anything. But me being a female, I just notice mm-hmm. that the approach is different. It's way different for females. Right. And that's the only struggle I would say. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, mm, it just sucks. Like it's just so- it sucks on it. 
But that's that's just life period. Like if you go back in, like back in the days, like females couldn't even we didn't even have the right to vote and shit back in the day. So it's just mm-hmm. niggas just mad because that's the power of the peak. They just mad. <laughs> <laughs> right they just bad so this question says how would you advise anyone wanting to get into the game hmm y'all got some um, good questions they look okay yeah look it up okay i would say um i don't let the industry change you whatever right. and however you feel your music should sound keep that sound because mm-hmm. it's gonna be people out here that try to change it because of the wave that's on that's going on right now and i feel like it's a time. It's everybody's gonna have their time that they're gonna shine. So don't don't be don't you gotta be patient with this. You gotta be real patient because mm. it's a lot of artists. It's hella artists. Matter of fact, I wake up every day. I see motherfuckers that's goddamn they used to model and shit. Now they want a damn rap and shit. Right. So I would just say like be patient, and somebody gonna like what you what you make. Somebody's gonna like it. So it's all about how you present yourself, and you just gotta stay true to yourself. You gotta stay consistent, and you gotta. Make sure these people, like, hear you. Like, don't ever give up. Don't think you just putting something on SoundCloud and you sharing a link is going to be enough. You got to be your biggest cheerleader. Mm. You got to put links out here. You got to you gotta go right. hard. You got to go hard. Like, you got to go real, real hard. And even when hella people are listening to you, like, even when you reach a goal, you got to go 30,000 times more harder because I feel like once you reach your goal, that just gives you more ambition, more drive, like, to keep going. But just don't don't let the industry change you and... No matter how you start, it's always about how you finish. Cause right, and I think it, um, people are gonna talk regardless. Yeah, people are gonna talk regardless, and I feel like when you change yourself for the industry, like you won't feel good about yourself in the end. Like, like right, and then you might not last long because the mm-hmm. industry is based off now. That's what I would say. It's based off now because if you get signed to a label, they're gonna compare you to somebody that's popping right now, not knowing that same person might not be popping in a few right, more months. So. Right. Just keep your damn sound shit. Like, people was telling me, goddamn, last year, my voice deep as hell. Now they like the shit. So, <laughs> right. and I'm going to keep with my little deep voice, so. <laughs> and I think that's great advice, Um, you know, just to be true to you, even, like, throughout the industry and just in life, period. Like, don't let people Right, don't bend, don't fall. Because you are who you are for a reason. So now my exactly. question, my next question for you is, what would have to be your favorite thing about your career as an artist? Um, my fans. I would honestly say my fans because if it wasn't for my fans, I would have never took music serious. It was just something that I seriously loved. It was something mm-hmm. that I was just, I had a passion for. So I would just say my fans because they honestly keep me going. Like when I'm not freaking confident about something, like sometimes I would just try different sounds and I just post on my page and my fans would seriously hype me up. <laughs> so I would just say it's my fans because they're the main reason why I keep going. Like, I'm going to be real. Like if I woke up tomorrow and I have no fans, I would be so upset. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, what am I doing it for if I don't have no fans? So, right. You're not getting my any fans. feedback. So, you know, right. I definitely think that's dope. And it even shows like, how you're humble because I feel like sometimes you know like art, some artists wouldn't say that their favorite thing is their fans so I think that's right. for sure for sure so I have this I feel like I feel like every artist should like feel that way though right. because like shit nigga if you wake up in the morning you don't got no fans like what you gonna do <laughs> what the hell you gonna do <laughs> I know so I have this segment called quarantine Q&A where I basically ask artists about their time during quarantine so Uh-oh. My first question is, okay, so when the quarantine started and, you know, they said everything's going to be locked down, you can't go outside, what were you thinking? Um, I'm not going to lie. The first three months, I was terrified. <laughs> I was so terrified. Like, I would get a package in the mail. I would wipe it down. Actually, I would let it sit outside for, like, three hours before I go <laughs> And then I spread with Lysol. Like, it's just the most freaking poisonous thing on this earth i was so terrified i would stay in the house actually when coronavirus first started i didn't go to the studio for like a whole two months wow i was terrified my mom she was look my mom on top of that oh uh, you know your mom would be like oh no <laughs> where you back your, your car didn't even wear a back <laughs> i mean that i mean i feel like i too was also really terrified i actually okay so i was in la i was living in living in la because i was doing like some stuff out there 
And uh-huh. I had to come home early. I was supposed to stay there till May. And I had to, I'm from Jersey. So I had to come back home and I had to get on the plane. And this is when, like, this is when it's not mandatory to wear a mask yet, though. Like, this is literally the day before everything is about to shut down. So it's like, you could wear a mask. They saying wear a mask. We really don't know nothing. I did wear a mask on the plane, but mm-hmm. I was just mad, like... He was like, hold the fuck up. I was like, damn, like, I really got to go through the airport. I really got to get on the plane, but I made it. I was fine. So that's that on that. But now my next question for you is, so during the quarantine, you said, like, at first you weren't going to the studio, but, like, were you writing or still creating um, to some extent? Yes, I was writing. I was doing a lot of freestyles when it first started. Yeah, I was doing a lot of freestyles. I think I had did, like, three or four freestyles. But I was not going to the studio at first. I would say probably around like March, April mm-hmm. is when I started back going to the studio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then ever since then, I locked down. Boop. <laughs> so now I want to know while you were home, like, were you watching any shows? Were you reading any books? What was the time spent home like for you? Um, I was reading books most definitely. I have fell in love with Steve, um, a Steve Harvey book. Mm-hmm. I cannot name. I cannot think of the name of that book. But I, I had started reading the Steve Harvey book, and I had fell in love with the series You on Netflix. Oh, oh my really? god! I couldn't finish it, but a lot of people like it. I don't know, girl. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Any other shows though? Um. I don't think so. Like, I would watch some movies, but you was the only, um, Orange is the New Black. I watched Orange is the New Black, but you and Orange is the New Black. I'm not gonna lie, I can't get into some of the Netflix episodes things. I'll be like, this I is so, like, not it. <laughs> this isn't on Netflix, but if you haven't watched P-Valley, I think you would like it. I heard a lot about that. Yeah. I'll try now. My attention span is very short. I'll try, look, I'll try. <laughs> I'm going to try to look at it. Yeah, P-Valley is pretty good. I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend to anybody out there because that is a good show. And then my last quarantine question for you is, what kind of, like, snacks were you eating? Were there anything anything where you were just like, OMG, like you just had to have? Um, no, I actually eat like, I eat like a pig. I'm skinny, but I eat like a pig. <laughs> so I was eating like hell. Man, I be eating like six times a day, like meals, sure. I'm talking meals. So I was eating a lot. I know I was eating a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's what I was doing. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I eat a lot. <laughs> Look, if I tell you everything I eat, girl, we'll be sitting for a good minute. <laughs> nah, yeah, like King, King in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> King in the comments, he said she be cooking, cooking. That's what really kicked off mm-hmm. my cooking shows. The quarantine. I was like, because. I couldn't go out and really, like, get what I wanted to eat from the drive-thru because a lot of places were shut down. Right. So right, I was right. like, you know, I'm going to start cooking a lot. So I was posting on my story, and my story views would go crazy yeah. every time I would cook. Someone said we saw her Someone said we saw her cooking salmon and shrimp meals. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to that because, look, I was like, maybe, I don't know, because I was like, maybe they're just hungry as hell. I was like, they probably don't like you this story. Know, I was like, let me I start think, doing it on TikTok. They was going crazy on TikTok. I think, um, like, when you have fans, like, they like to see, um, you know, like, glimpse of your life. So I think you showing right. them that you're cooking and stuff like them, like, stuff like that. Like, that was pretty cool to them, you know? Like, oh, look what she's making. I, maybe I'll make that. <laughs> or, you know. Right. All that. So um, now I want to know if you could work with, any artist, who would it be and why? Um, female-wise, Nicki Minaj. No, that's my biggest inspiration. I feel like I both of our personalities with this... Both of our personalities on the song, it would just go crazy. <laughs> um, a dude I would really like to work with is um, Kevin Gates. Mm, I love how he tells tough. stories. I like how he goes deep. I like... He's just very relatable and I feel like and me and him getting the booth together, I feel like he'll bring out a different side that I've been trying to, like, really put my hands on because I like a challenge. And when I'm working with different artists and I see how their vibe is mm-hmm. and how they make their music, I'll be like, hold up now. <laughs> Let me see. So, Nicki Minaj and Kevin Gates, I would really, really love 
to work with them. But I'm going to be honest, I'm really open to work with any female artist because mm-hmm. every female artist has at least one song that I like. Okay, yeah, for sure. I think that's dope. Um, I definitely can see that Nikki and you, for sure. I would love to see that as well. Uh, girl, that's going to go ballistic. They, they ain't even know what to do with it. They're going to be like, hold okay. up. Nah, I also Girl, if me and Nicki Minaj make a song together, they gonna say we need an album, and I ain't just talking one. <laughs> <laughs> I also am a huge Nicki fan, so I definitely, definitely love her. Um, for sure, for sure. And I think that would be dope. Nicki is really the GOAT, but she definitely has been laying low. <laughs> say it again. I said Nicki is definitely the GOAT, but she has definitely been laying low. I know that she just had a baby. Right. You know what? I feel like Nicki Minaj deserves her time to focus on herself because mm-hmm. ten years, I know her ankles hurt. Oh shit, ten years. Carrie, your ankles over there, said, bitch. Carrie, for a little bit. The whole female <laughs> rap game on her back. Okay, stop playing with her, please. Right. <laughs> so you mentioned, um, you know, working with other artists and how you like you know, how you enjoy doing that. So I want to know, because you do have a song with Black Youngster on your Pretty and Paid project, and you did do a music video mm-hmm. to it, Two Way Street. So what was it like working with him and things of that nature, and then doing the video? Um, It was like, I really, really loved working with him, because it was like a genuine link-up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I reached out to him and I said, oh, I want to pay you for this and that. It was like a genuine collab. So... Um, I wasn't actually even going to put Two Way Street on my project. He heard Two Way Street and he was like, oh yeah, that's the one I want to jump on. I want to do that. So he jumped on it. We did the video. He was patient with me. Actually, it took all day to make the video because it was a one take video. Mm -hmm. So he was very patient. And one thing I really like about Black Youngster is that the person that he is on the internet, he's in person. (laughs) That's good. Girl, that energy was through the roof. So it was actually one of my favorite collabs as of right now. So hopefully we can get another one in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I love that you said like who he is online is who he is on in person. Cause I feel like um sometimes like with celebrities or just people in general, like they have so high energy online and then in person it's like they're like shy. Girl, that is the biggest disappointment of all time. I hate that. I've met some artists before, like, in person, I'm like, let me just goddamn look at one of your videos and walk off from you right quick, because goddamn it, I don't know. So, yeah, like, I don't know. That's one of my biggest disappointments, though, like, when I meet artists, because I've met a lot of artists before, and I feel like if you're going to act like that on the internet, you should, like, you know, right. yeah, like, a little bit of person, because everybody takes me in person. They always... They always say, yeah, you look, you act real cool on the internet, but I just thought you was going to be so mean in person. Really? Yeah, people tell me that a lot. They tell me, like, I thought you would be mean. I thought you would be, you know, the look stupid, all that shit. So. <laughs> nah, I don't get mean vibes, but I also watched your previous interviews. So maybe that was, that was why. So, like, I seen how you interacted with other people. So from that, I didn't. Right, they, 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 they shit don't, they don't know me for real. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get mean vibes from that, but. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, people are a little weird sometimes in person. Right. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I guess you just got to keep meeting people and seeing where it takes you. (laughs) Right. um, I met some dope people. I don't met some really, really dope people there. I don't met more dope people than different, you know, bad people. Right, right, right. So now I want to know, you kind of mentioned how people think, you know, that you're mean or that you might be mean in person so what are like three misconceptions you believe people have about you um sheesh that's a good ass question you made me think just now let me think that i play dudes dudes think i play them really so that's yeah dudes would think i'm finna play them um i would also say um I'm too nice. That's a mis- big misconception. I'm nice, but some people like that, that like meet me one time and say, oh, I thought she'd be mean. They'll say like, oh, maybe she's too nice, but no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not going to like, I'm not going to overdo it. Well, not, I always say nice, friendly. Some people say I might be friendly. Okay. So that goes back to why dudes probably think I'm a player. <laughs> so, um, 
What's that? what's another one? This is so crazy because how my attitude is built. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm in a, I chose the career that's very opinionated. Like my career is based off people's opinions, how they feel about my music. They gonna stream my music, but I don't really care too much about people's opinions mm-hmm. when it comes to oh, my personality and my attitude and stuff because it's just how I am and I'm that right. way for a reason. Right. Um. So. I would just say those are two. That's a really good question, girl. I'm gonna go to sleep tonight thinking about that one. <laughs> I'm like, those are I think, I think those up. are some good answers. Um, do you think that dudes think you're trying to play them because they're intimidated by you? Because that can be a real thing. I would say intimidated because I don't play no games at all. Like, dude, chill. I don't play no games at all. And I chose a career where I'd be around a lot of different people, so mm-hmm. trust comes into it. You get what I'm saying? So you're like, oh, maybe she go right goddamn such and such in the third. Maybe she might do this. So dudes not think I'm a player because a lot of females, they'll just fall for it. A lot of females will fall for the pressure. They go around certain people. But I feel like if I if I find that right person one day, and I feel like if I put my energy into it, I, it will be recouped and I will be no fool out of the situation. I feel like we could just make some magic go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my part. I'm not gonna. I can be loyal when I feel like it's the right thing to do. You get what I'm saying? Right. And I'm not just. And I'm not saying that I won't be loyal if I feel like you might not be loyal. But I feel like if it makes sense, I'll make it make sense. Help it make sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if nah, I make it for sense. sure, for sure. That that's a good point. And you know, like I feel like dudes it's like if you are in a career where you are around a lot of people, some like I've seen it happen. Like some dudes really do get insecure by that, but the right person will not be insecure. That is Right. Dudes dudes get intimidated by bad bitches. A pretty bitch, niggas get really, really intimidated because that's the main reason why they wanted you, really, by how you look. I mean, people always say Oh, it's not about looks. It's about personality. You was not to talk to no ugly person. I'm sorry. I do not like that quote. Yeah, it's I, not about. Also it's agree. not about how you look. It's about your personality. I'm not going to talk to somebody ugly. Because here's my thing. Like, <laughs> no matter what they do, and I've literally had this experience. Like, I'm not even lying. Like, the dude could be so nice. They could do everything, but if you just don't find them attractive. Right. It's not, it's not, it's not going to last. So. And then when we get to argue, I'm going to be like, you chug glass out of here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, yeah, we got, we got to have. Get your little glass out of here, boy. <laughs> we got to have some fine, you know, we got to have some fine. Yeah, you got to look. Yeah. <laughs> and look, it goes, it, it's, it's like, it's like a domino effect. If you talk to somebody ugly, you got to worry about your kids. I'm going to have yeah. to have kids with you. I don't want no ugly kids. I'm going to do one more question from the question box. This one says, what keeps you motivated? I'm sorry. My, I had Uh-oh. a phone call. Um, you can hear me now and see me. Uh, okay. You can hear me and see me now. Yeah, I can see you. Okay. So what uh, keeps you motivated? Yes. For this question. Um, I would say for my name, first of all, that's number one, my name, period, because I feel like if I give up, a lot of shit just going to be thrown in the trash and people going to get to say, oh, she gave up. So mm-hmm. to me, to make sure that my name's good out here in the streets, make sure that people know that I take my talent serious and I appreciate what I have going on myself to not just give up. I keep going. I have to keep going to make people know. Like, and I feel like that inspires other people as well if I don't give up. You know what I'm saying? Right. I right. saw um, the money. Sheesh. I got to put it out there. I'm just be real. Money makes the real go around. Let's be, just, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. The money. My fans. And the fact that God blessed me with a talent. So the fact that I'm using the talent that God gave me, I'm giving him something to bless. So... Oh, I can keep going. I can just keep keep going. I have a I have a niece. I have a two year old niece. Um, I want to be an example to her. I want her to look up to somebody. She has a great father and a great mm-hmm. mother. I want her to say, "Oh yeah, when she go to school, my auntie, goddamn, she one of the biggest goddamn female artists out here." Okay. <laughs> nah, so, I love that. Yeah, like my my family, my mother, my father, like 
I don't want them to say like, oh yeah, she was rapping for like two years. Now she got them doing this and that. Like, I just it's just a lot. It's a lot that keeps me motivated. Like, I like to eat Mexican food three times a week. I gotta keep fucking rapping and booking shows and doing features so I can keep eating Mexican food. Like, it's just so much. <laughs> I can keep going. Like, I like to look nice. I like to order clothes, goddamn weekly. Time. So I gotta keep going and make to maintain my lifestyle. Like, it's just so much. I can keep going. <laughs> nah for sure for sure and I definitely think a lot of people can relate to you know some of the things you mentioned as to why they should be motivated as well but my last and final question for you is if you could leave the listeners slash viewers with one thing to remember about Pap Chanel what would it be and why hmm I want to answer this bitch perfectly I might got some haters in the room <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all to know that whatever goes on, no matter what punch I'm throw, whatever door closes, because one when one door closes, by five more of the motherfuckers gonna open up. No matter what goes on, I'm gonna stay true to myself. I'm gonna keep that damn going. And always remember this, baby girl. Don't oversleep, because if you oversleep, you might miss the goddamn bus. Like your mama always told you bad ass when you was in school. So don't oversleep because the kid is coming. My time is coming. And anything worth having in life, baby girl, is going to take time. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Pretty late is coming. I feel like, I feel like shit that takes a minute to get is always worth it at the end. So I'm willing to be patient. So what's good? Yes, I love that. And, you know, I'm definitely excited to see, like, you know, what you got in store, what is next. I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. This was super fun. Um, This live should post to our page as soon as it's over. And then also I'll be sure to upload it to our Spotify Apple podcast so people can play it back. And, yeah, thank you so much. Okay, Lynn. So I'm going to reshare that. This was a dope interview. Ask me some amazing questions. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. And that wraps up our interview with Pap Chanel, Miss Pretty and Paid. I think that was a really dope interview. Um, honestly, I truly did love that. I also loved her accent. I just love, I think I just love Southern accents. Um, it's funny though because like when you go other places they be like New Yorkers and people from New Jersey have accents but it's like mm, I don't know I don't feel that way I have DJ BM here not really sure what he's doing I'm looking and he's doing something with technology What's up? <laughs> I'm working I'm working um do you think New York or New Jersey people have accents no but they say we do yeah, I don't got accent. Yo, in LA, they was really eating my ass up every five seconds talking about I got an accent. Shit is like we all in America, but each part of America has a different accent. That's lit though. I, I found it lit. Man, really loved that interview. I just been interviewed. Nah, the interview was dope. She's country as hell. Where's she, she originally from though? A small town in Georgia. And then she oh, went to Atlanta. So it's like she ain't yeah. going nowhere. Yeah. She's Not, like, but the funny part though, she's like, girl, I like to eat. I make, I eat peanut retweet. butter. Retweet. She was like, she's like, I was making peanut butter and jelly. I thought she was gonna say like other stuff. But she also was cooking, cooking. But I ain't hear nobody eat a peanut butter and jelly in a long time. Listen, I'm still a college student. Y'all don't even. When I was living no, in LA, it's not, it's not about it's not about college student. It's just. I know people who's not in college, grown people who sleep, but I'm just saying it sounds weird. Yo, I be on some lazy stuff. Like when I was. Living alone. But you gotta really sit there and make peanut butter and jelly. I eat cereal for dinner if I don't feel like it. Like, I do like lazy stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I'm weird. But that was a dope interview. Yes. I'm very dramatic with my banging. You think I'm dramatic? In other, you think, do you think I'm dramatic? I just wanna know. It's okay if you say yeah. Everybody I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm a Gemini. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. You, you have your moments. Okay, that's fair. You have your moments. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'm uh, wow. Okay, <laughs> everyone just I just love. I think I like being dramatic though. You know, I think it's a part of who I am. <laughs> it is. Miss that. Yeah. All right, bro. We, what we not about to do is that. Ah. But y'all know that every show 
I do my new at night segment. So this week is actually it's from an R&B singer. His name is Antonio Ramsey. And this song is called Nights in Malibu featuring Liania Monroe. So I'm really excited to play this track for y'all. Um, to be honest, I feel like I've been in my R&B bag, um, really. I got some R&B artists that we about to start interviewing soon. So y'all got to stay tuned for that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really messing with the R&B artists right now. So I hope y'all enjoy this track. Um, I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Thank y'all so much for listening and supporting. And yeah, love y'all. Be my boo, Ella Ella. Ella, Ella. 